this week on the time. Basically, like Tetris, where like the more lines you clear, the more the other person's screen gets filled up. And so you purposefully build these like dangling ball structures that we always call penises because they end up looking like a penis. And then when you get the right color or when you get, you get a large enough penis, you drop it, and then it fills in the other guy. So you drop the penises on each other. So anyway. Hello and welcome to the tie-ins. I'm Johnny. I'm Cartel. I'm Mike. And this week we took a peek behind the Iron Curtain, but before we get to that, how have you guys been, Cartel? Haven't talked oh, to you I've in been weeks. Rocking and rolling, busy at work. Uh, we got shows all the time, and I've got to work. So yeah, I've been on the vampire schedule. So yeah, I haven't been able to catch it during the daytime, and uh, uh, yeah, pretty much just uh, playing uh, Dead Cells at work and uh, 2K at home when I'm <laughs> done with work. <laughs> on that basketball Still. grind. Still with that basketball grind. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that basketball grind. Michael? Uh, let's see. Um, I have been watching Dave, Little Dicky on Hulu. Um, I still have not made it past. I, I think I made it two episodes in of the first season and couldn't decide whether I wanted to keep watching it or not. <laughs> it's surprisingly good. I had such low hopes for it based on the preview that I saw on Hulu. Uh, and then I watched the first episode, and I was like, kind of like you, I was like, this is, I don't know if I like it or don't like it, but it's way better than what I was expecting. So I stuck with it, and it's actually really good. I like it a lot. Um, I mean, it's got a lot of, of seasons, though. He's kind of a dick, um, but it comes from, like, it's weirdly a good place. Like, he's just trying to do too much, and sometimes he comes off as a dick or an asshole to his friends, but he really does love his friends, and everyone is pretty supportive of each other, and... It's a pretty good show. Pretty interesting. Um, and let's see. haven't played any video games, but I did play Pickleball. I'm jumping in on the Pickleball craze. But and, why? <laughs> uh, because some of our friends are doing it, and they asked us to play uh, last Friday evening. And I guess the courts, it's pretty popular, so the courts around their place get like super packed. So uh, this guy bought a net set up in front of his house and then we were like we were like wayne's world um just play like playing in the street and like a car came on and be like game off and like move the move the net we're like 40 year olds moving a net out of the street it was pretty ridiculous but also pretty fun i don't know i uh cool i do not know what the difference between pickleball and other other games is but i uh have come up with extreme pickleball which okay uh trademark and market it is the the exact same game except you remember those uh boom ball paddles that you had when you were a kid with the clear plastic that mm-hmm. like made the giant boom when you hit with them yeah those are going to be what you play with so nice okay extreme <laughs> i mean it's the game is basically tennis and ping pong mashed together but why <laughs> I guess so you don't have to run as far as you do in tennis because it's a much smaller court and the ball isn't nearly as bouncy because it's just a wiffle ball. Uh, You play with hard paddles, so not um, rackets, uh, so you can't really put too much power on it, not like a a tennis ball or a tennis racket. So it's super popular with college kids and the elderly. And I I don't know, it's on ESPN the Ocho sometimes. (laughs) 
All right. You, well, then it must yeah. be real. Okay. Where yeah. you can, I mean, where you can also catch uh, marble races. Ooh, marble races are fascinating. I cannot not watch them when they show up in my Facebook feed. Surprisingly uh, interesting to watch. And I like how how into the into the race the announcer gets. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played one with volume on. I feel like we've had this conversation before. It's <laughs> possible. It seems like a COVID conversation. <laughs> I've never been a part of the conversation, so go right ahead. <laughs> it's all new to me. Right on. Uh, I watched Jury Duty on Prime. Have you guys seen that at all? Are we talking Polly Shore movie? No. Jury okay. Duty, the, the series. No. Uh, it's James Marsden. I don't know how to say it. You know who I'm talking about, right? The dude from Sonic movies? Yes. Uh, it, he's the only like star in it, but if you watch sitcoms and you're a fan of comedy, then you could pick out a lot of like uh, Sewage Joe from Parks and Rec is in it. Uh, but yeah, so it's a court case. Everybody is an actor except for one dude thinks it's real and it's a reality show based on that. It's right. uh, it's pretty funny. Just comedians coming up with crazy stuff and the dude constantly thinks that he's being pranked but you know you never actually think you're being pranked at such a huge scale it's got pretty good reviews on imdb telling you it's good stuff (laughs) i don't know why you had to second guess me before you agreed (laughs) let's see if the masses agree with you because you're so (laughs) contrarian i guess i should fire up that uh that prime app sometime soon and uh see what they recommend to me because maybe i should catch some of these shows huh i mean jury duty is pretty good uh I also played through uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. That game. Why did? Why don't you PlayStation people tell me when you have good games? Because I don't know either. <laughs> I know you don't know. <laughs> Cartel's also a PlayStation <laughs> person, though. <laughs> uh, but I haven't been keeping up with any of the new releases since I got my PC. But yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo is uh, definitely worth a play. It's on Game Pass, though. Uh, I think Ghost of Tsushima was the last PS exclusive I played. Right. Next, you're going to tell me that was good? <laughs> I know it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I platinumed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I rolled credits on that. That was that was a cool little ghost story type game. Like, very PG scares, but they were cool, if that makes any sense. I played the new, uh, what's it called? Square People. Minecraft. I played uh, the new <laughs> Minecraft Legends. Meh. And which one? which one is that? It is. I, what I, I've never played Mountain Blade, but I'm assuming it's what Mountain Blade is. But Minecraft, like it's. I don't know what that is either. So okay, it's not like, for me. You're you're the dude on the horse telling minions where to go and what to do, where to fight. But you can also swing your sword. It's like Civ, where you upgrade your hometown and all that, and uh, go out and conquer okay. the other, you know, the piggies or whatever they're called. Okay. I mean, I. I played it for like two hours, and I have no need to ever play it again. But You're gonna I also pass don't it. like Minecraft, so these games are nothing like Minecraft. I'm just saying the art style I, makes me angry. Like mm. either go eight bit or don't. I, I I know a lot of people like it, but I can't stand it. I, I generally hate it. I actually really like the Minecraft one, but I generally agree with you that anybody that's purposely pixelates something sucks i wouldn't go that far (laughs) (laughs) all right made a poor decision i'll say made a poor decision you don't suck you just chose wrong 
there's some beautiful pixelated art, but I do prefer it to be 8-bit, none of that fancy shit tons of pixels. But I, I was pretty disappointed in um, <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons, too. It's just too simple. And I, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. But I didn't get that part because I didn't like the art, and it made me. It makes me angry. Also, uh, in Legends, you, you collect resources, but I'm assuming that it pays to know what minecraft resources look like because i could never find anything other than just regular rock and regular wood probably i've never played minecraft og uh so i have no idea yeah i I don't i haven't played legends so i don't know in regular minecraft though you would just go mining and digging to find the different stuff and the blocks look different so it's pretty obvious yeah it, it said the blocks look different but i didn't see any different looking blocks so who knows can you can you dig in that game no you send out little sprites to do the work for you. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and do this week's Get It To Know Your Host question. Get It To Know Your Host. And in theme with this week's episode, the question was, what is your favorite puzzle game? Cartel? Uh... I mean, is, is, is I guess Tetris. I guess. I mean, I feel like that's cheating, but okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I, I don't think there were any other puzzle games I've played. It's uh, in my list. Oh, I built you page other ones. Come on, it's in his list. <laughs> I, dude, you know me I mean, right now. Yep. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe like one of those. Would you consider like a Batman Telltale a puzzle game? No. Okay. Uh, Just because it has puzzles in it doesn't make it a puzzle game. Ooh. Okay, then so, yeah, because because that was because I'm yeah I don't I was gonna say like maybe like an Uncharted uh, one of the Uncharted probably like two or three I don't think I played four no nope, I'm gonna call that an adventure game okay uh, so then yeah I guess that would be uh, same with uh, Jedi Fallen Order puzzles all right so yeah right. I guess Tetris because I would allow Portal because the entire game premise is a puzzle yes I've never played Portal what's that Russian Steam game we play. <laughs> oh uh yeah That's what is that game. cube uh what is that called uh it's based on the movie cube half dead there we go good game i will i will i will i will shout out half dead they've got half dead three uh it's i got a whole new features it's super cheap uh really half dead three is out now oh it's been out <laughs> i picked it out day one <laughs> it was like four dollars <laughs> Uh, and Wait, yeah, did I we even... start with two and three? No, we started with one and two because it came okay. together in a bundle. Okay, all right. And I, and I said before we get to half dead two, we should try one, <laughs> <laughs> and we did. Yeah, all right, all right. So yeah, half dead <laughs> series <laughs> would probably be up there. Yeah, it's, it's on my list. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it it is a puzzle game. <laughs> the puzzles aren't particularly hard, but. I mean, it is fun to learn and like, all right, you know, it's like a, a Minesweeper. I guess with that, that's also... That would oh, be that's on my list. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything I came up with is not a puzzle game, so I, <laughs> I, uh, I guess uh, did, not, uh, did not do the homework correctly. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Michael, since you're laying down the law. Not so much Resident Evil... The original one, but like a uh, alone in the dark, uh, uh, Silent Hill type game, puzzle game or adventure game? Adventure horror. Okay. 
right. But so I haven't a lot played of puzzles them. in those. So I ha- yeah, I haven't played them, so I can't really say. But if there's shooting zombies or bad guys and free movement, I'm gonna have to say adventure. Not a puzzle game. Wow. Well then. My choice is not going to be uh, considered a puzzle game. <laughs> Let's take a look. What, what was it called again? Alone in the Dark? Yeah. You're going by the the, Wicked, the Google definition? <laughs> yeah. All right. Alone in the Dark is a survival horror game. Yeah. Yes. See, but then what about what about the Saw games? <laughs> you're, doing nothing, never you're doing nothing but solving puzzles, I've but they are definitely it. survival horror games. <laughs> The Saw games are really good, too, by the way. I can't, it's going to be fun when we actually do that. But uh, Those are good. The PS2 versions, yeah. I think I played on Xbox 360, but yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Lay it on uh, us. All right. So I have one from... Well, one, I agree with Cartel. Tetris is up there, if, if not the best puzzle game ever close to. But we're doing the whole episode on that, so it's not going to be in my list um, yeah, since it wasn't yeah. allowed in Cartel's list. So that's fine. <laughs> um one that I loved when I was a kid um, at school was the Incredible Machine. I don't know if you guys played that at all, but yeah, um, yeah, you yeah. got like the parts, um, kind of like uh, what's that game we play? The the chicken, Ultimate Chicken Horse or whatever. Yeah, you get all these little parts and everything like that. Like um, one could shoot like a tennis ball, or there could be a fan or a ramp or, or a weight or a boxing glove or something like that, and you put them together to get the ball in the net or whatever it is for the goal for that level so um i loved that when i was a kid that was an awesome puzzle game um i don't know if you guys remember this one for nintendo 64 bust a move yep i was actually oh oh I, forgot about why, that one. I was wondering why cartel didn't mention that one all right because because <laughs> bust a move has some great memories of uh uh you know playing it in the apartments yeah yeah he wanted in, to say in, building the penises and dropping, dropping the penises. Dropping a penis on, on You're allowed to say which, that, Mike. I got well, you I didn't think anyone was going to understand what we're talking about here. Because um, Bust a well, Move is a game where, like... You, if you, you play Bust a Move, you know what build the penis, drop the penis means. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing by yourself, so. you're just trying to clear the level, and you're just trying to match balls together. So you put, like, the red balls together, and they if you get three in a row, then they burst. But... If you're playing head to head, that really doesn't do much. Like the number of balls you drop off your screen uh, makes the other person's screen um, get filled in. Basically, like Tetris, where like the more lines you clear, the more the other person's screen gets filled up. And so, you purposefully build these like dangling ball structures that we always called penises because they end up looking <laughs> like a penis. And then when you get the right color or when it you gets you get a large enough penis, you drop it and then it fills in the other guy. So you're dropping penises on each other. So anyway, a lot of good memories <laughs> dropping penises on you guys. We, we definitely were not teenage boys when we started oh. playing that game together. <laughs> and I hope this vernacular makes its way into your everyday speech. Who, who all's playing Bust to Move? It's on your phone now. You can't really. Yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, so that's an awesome multiplayer one, and I love Minesweeper, which um, when I was a kid didn't understand the nuances to this game, but as an adult, uh, really good game, and especially once you learn the right click and the double click with the like right click plus left click on your mouse, then now you're really going for. Um, uh, records and I have spent 
many nights playing this all night with my roommate in college where like we would hear birds and the sound would come up and we just spent the last 12 hours playing Minesweeper going for records. <laughs> so good memories there. God, you guys have spent hours doing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have two others, but I don't think they make the list as actual te- as puzzle games. Oh, because um, you, you put too tight of rules on it. <laughs> no, I put que- it's question marked in my list. I said, do these count? It's questionable. Um, Pikmin? Riven? Uh, no, not Pikmin. Pikmin oh, is great. Oh, Riven and Mist? Yeah, Riven, which I like more than Mist, um, because I thought Riven was harder than Mist. And um, I, I probably took like 15 pages of notes. Like, I refused to cheat in that game, and it took me forever to beat it. But I actually did end up beating Riven, so good one. And then Droidworks. Do you guys remember Droidworks? Star Wars the box. Yeah, I've, I've never played either of those games. I thought it was neat because you could... Each level was basically like the Incredible Machine, only it was in 3D. But you were completing it as the droid, and you build your droid ahead of time. So like you had to put on the correct arms and like his correct abilities to be able to beat the level. And you could do it any number of ways, but um, you know, one way was obviously like the most optimal. But you could um, beat the level even if you didn't have all the correct parts. So... But it is first person, or third person rather, and you can you have free movement. So I don't know if I would call it a puzzle game, even though it's basically like a third person incredible machine in three D. Well, Riven and Mist are definitely puzzle games. All right. Well, <laughs> out of those though, um, I would have to say as a single player, Riven is my favorite, and as multiplayer, Bust a Move. Right, yeah, I'm gonna agree with Bust a Move. Damn, yeah, Bust Move is a good one. And also agree Tetris, but I think, duh. I uh, think Bust of Move is like one of the few games I still have on like Xbox, PS2, like I have every copy I, I always owned. I think I kept that. Yeah, I have it on my phone. I, I don't think it's Bust of Move. I think it's like a knockoff, but I have bubbles. I have bubbles on my phone. <laughs> but uh mine, I'm going with recency bias for my favorite puzzle game. I'm gonna say Escape Academy. Oh, okay. It came out for a Game Pass. Uh, I played that. I've, I've, I've not played this. It's nothing but escape room puzzles, and you you're running around in first person mode trying to solve them. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. I liked it. It was a great game, um, and it says right here on the Google's puzzle game. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree with you, <laughs> and, and I do have experience playing it. This is a puzzle game. Also, the only thing I didn't like about it was the um, time pressure. Oh, see, I like. Liked, I, wa- I didn't fail any of the missions, so. I liked the time pressure. <laughs> Let me know where I stood. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if I had failed, yeah, I might have been like, oh, this time pressure. <laughs> I don't know. I like to explore things like that. And it felt like, oh, it man, felt like you yeah. had a rush. I didn't even think of that. Playing that game with you would have been, <laughs> I haven't looked at this blade of grass yet. <laughs> yeah. There's all these corners that I haven't explored. <laughs> But you're holding the key to get out. <laughs> but I'll, be, I'll get there in a minute. Yeah. There's a box I'm I looking, have to open. Looking behind this bot bush. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would have been horrible. I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So that's uh, our favorite uh, puzzle games, which Mike has given in and decided that first person games can be with free movement. Can be puzzle games. So, if the only purpose is to solve a puzzle, you can't be you can't be killing people and shooting people and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like that's that's just an adventure game with puzzles in it. Uh, okay. 
Like Zelda. But I know you didn't play it, but Scorn is a puzzle game with just a little bit of shooting in it. So is that completely disqualified? Never played it. I don't know. But you're making these rules. <laughs> um, Wiki, Wikipedia says it's a first-person survival horror adventure game. Uh, just because things have veins doesn't make them survival horror. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it is survival horror. Anyway, all right, that was this week's getting to know your host question. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. Let Cartel P, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk about our first game, our our game Tetris. <laughs> We're doing multiple games today. What? And we're back. This week's game is Tetris. Tetris is a puzzle game created by the Soviet software engineer Alexei Pajitnov in 1985. Uh, It was then released in the USSR in 86, Europe 87, North America in 88 uh, for everything. Tetris has been on everything. Yeah. Uh, does anybody remember their first time playing Tetris? Was it um, Mine was on Game Boy. Mine was on Game Boy, I think. Yeah, I don't know what came first, the Game Boy or Nintendo, from my household. It or might have it all was... been the same Christmas. Yeah, I'm not sure. Mine was Game but, Boy, definitely. But I know that when we got Tetris, when we lived in Hawaii, my I would go to school, my brother and I would go to school in the morning, and my mom would be playing Tetris as soon as we left. And when we got back, she would still be playing. So that's where I get my uh, addictive uh, <laughs> gaming uh, from. I mean, the game apparently has that effect on almost everybody who plays it. Yeah, it's it's a great I, game. I know it's definitely uh, probably the most universal game in my family. I don't, I don't think there's another one that would top it as far as everyone getting in on it. I, re- I remember trying to get my mom to play the Game Boy one, and she said the screen was too small. So that's why she played it on the TV. But now that I, I've showed her the Switch, I've joked that maybe I would buy her one of those so she could put down her phone and play Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> put down your phone and pick up your Switch. Come on, Mom. Because <laughs> <laughs> all she does is play, like, Candy Crush and those style games. So, like, she just, she would eat it up, you know. Did you get her playing, uh... What's the new Doom on the phone? I don't think there's a church Mighty group Doom. for that. <laughs> yeah, get her playing Mighty Doom. It's, but, it's actually uh, a really good phone game. On Wednesdays, she goes to the Candy Crush church group. That's weird. <laughs> well, Wednesdays are when you the know. new maps are dropped. So You know, whatever. The, whatever makes her happy. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny when she tells me the stories because she's like, yeah, there's a lot of younger people in the class and they're, they'll be at a level that they're stuck at and my mom has already beat the level so she'll show them how to do it <laughs> <laughs> so out of the three of us who's winning tetris not me not me either. Uh, Mike. we all know it's, pretty, Mike. Yeah, it's, it's mike yeah it's, <laughs> it's mike <laughs> i i love tetris and like like when you get really good at it um or not even really good at it you just start like you're like in the zone like in a flow state when you play tetris long enough where you're almost like not even seeing the next piece that's coming up but it registers in your mind and influences what you're going to do with the current piece and i don't know it's it's this weird zen state where you're just seeing all parts of the screen and thinking about multiple moves ahead of time while still executing your current move and there's not many games that get you uh in that flow state i mean it's it's 
It's a thing. It's scientifically proven. It's a the auto zone is a real place that you can get into when you're playing games. Um, yeah, and I, I saw a couple studies that showed um, surgeons that play Tetris ahead of time uh, have much better success rates. They got that hand eye nervies tingling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I also put, science. I got to put my guts back in there somehow. They better put them the right way. That's right. <laughs> Fit them guts together. <laughs> Um, should, I t- should I text my surgeon and ask him if he uh, plays Tetris? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Tetris? There's been a million. Uh, that is a good question. I got a list. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, I'll let Cartel go then. Uh, I think uh, the one I still play probably is my OG uh, Game Boy cartridge because I still have a... Uh, well, I still have my OG Game Boy, uh, my SP Game Boy Advance, and those oh, those they can be played on uh, those two. Nice. I I do love the Game Boy version, um, especially because I love the NES version so much that when we were doing like long road trips and stuff like that, that it was just incredible to me that I could take Tetris on the road and play it in the car. Um, that was awesome. But of the two, I actually like the NES one uh, a little bit better than the Game Boy one. Um, I thought the music was way better on NES, even though, I mean, it's just better hardware. So NES had better music, um, sounded a lot better. Um, so that original NES version is my favorite Tetris version of all time. Um, Game Boy coming in second, but I will give an honorable mention to one that is not actually Tetris. It's Tetranet, um, I don't know if you guys have played that one before, but this is um, yes, online no, multiplayer. That was on. the one we played in college. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like, I mean, it's like Tetris Effect right now on the Xbox. Um, yeah. Tetris Effect must have taken something from Tetranet or seen the popularity of Tetranet. I mean, it was kind of like a little cult hit, um, but you know, you could get power-ups, you could do earthquakes on other people's screens. You could choose which screen it was going to happen on. You could add blocks, add lines. Um, you could make the pieces fall faster or execute a clear screen on your own screen. Um, so, it's, I mean, it's like battle Tetris. Really, really fun. And Tetris Effect does it really well, too. Um, I like Tetris Effect a lot. I just hate how Tetris Effect um, locks certain things behind paywalls. So... But Tetris Effect is also really good. I will just say that the D-pad is not nearly as good. That's another reason why I like the NES version so much, is the D-pad for Tetris on the original NES controllers. I don't think I've ever played Tetris with a better controller than that one. Yeah, I mean, when you got just four basic directions, you can't really screw them up. <laughs> yeah, somehow, yeah. They, somehow they do on newer controllers because it's not yeah. as widely used. I like, even in racing games... I like using the D-pad over a thumbstick. I can see that because, like, the thumbsticks and the, and the modern day D-pads have the um, diagonals mapped, um, and they're not even analog. It's not even just like right is on or right is off. It's like right is partially on or partially off, and so um, you end up in all these like weird like partial states instead of actually knowing that it's fully pressed or not. Yep, I also like corded controllers over. Bluetooth or, <laughs> but that's just me being a weirdo. <laughs> My mouse is corded because I hate the the slight lag that you get. Yep. Yeah, I don't like Bluetooth latency. 
I can't, I can't, I can't do it with audio. So yeah, everything's corded for me. Yeah, we're old. Everything has to be corded. <laughs> Soon we'll be corded, and then won't that Soon. be fun? <laughs> Soon we'll be king, and we'll be wearing corduroys. You lost me. Corduroy in French is uh, cloth of the king. Yeah, I was never going to get that one. Yeah, I, I realized that. Okay, guys. I realized that. Well, right, Johnny, so what's your favorite version? My favorite version is Tetris 99 or Tetranet. I like the attacking. I think I played uh, Tetrisphere once, the Sphere Tetris, and I hated that. But uh, my least favorite Tetris, I'm going to say, no, fuck it. I'm going with Tetrisphere, the one where it's round. You guys ever played that? No. It is. It's. It's not. Not for oh, me. Oh, <laughs> yes, I have played that one. It's not good. Dislike. <laughs> uh, what else do you say about Tetris? I mean, if you haven't played Tetris, what? <laughs> yeah, and not enough said about the music, um, which is just classical music, but done so well in eight bit, and it will be like the Mario Brothers theme song. You'll. It will be in your head for weeks or or decades. I mean, it's case. it's an iconic theme, isn't right, it? At so this point, NES default music one was uh, Nutcracker, right? I, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't remember. Well, what good are you guys? <laughs> what 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 uh what classical song was the Game Boy one? I don't know. They I, had, I they had different ones though. Off. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just you, one, but I, it was Mozart. That is a a rule that I also live by. If it's a handheld, sound off. Nobody else needs to hear your game. Maybe it wasn't Mozart. It was Tchaikovsky. Okay, Tchaikovsky for sure. Um, and you were asking for Game Boy? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bach and Tchaikovsky. Word. I just, I'm just pretty sure the NES one is uh, Nutcracker, right? Did we find that out? <laughs> Are you saying it's from the Nutcracker? Cracker Ballet Suite? Oh, d- yeah. It's um, Dance of the Sugar the... Plum Fairy. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that Nutcracker? I believe so, yes. Yeah! Look at me knowing shit. Culture. Yep. <laughs> uh, Alright, I win the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody, you got anything, uh, some, some final thoughts you want to drop on Tetris Cartel? No, not really. It's, it's a great game. Yeah. A plus? What, 10 out of 10? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be 10 out of 10. It's so simple and so addict. It, it just hits them nerve centers, man. Yeah. In fact, I watched uh, uh, Tetris from Russia with Love, the documentary, the BBC documentary, and uh, Petrovsky, Pajitnov, excuse me, Alexei Pajitnov, uh, says that it's it's like life because you don't see your successes because they disappear right away. All you see is your failures on your screen, all those little dirty holes. <laughs> and of course, I'm a, of course I'm a child, so I la- I just burst out laughing when he said that. All you see is your dirty holes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's true. You just see your failures all over the screen. Uh, they make you really mad too, when especially if they don't if. It, if they're like a cave and they've got the tiny opening with the big hole behind them, that's right. I actually enjoy that part. I I enjoy the digging out, 
more than getting a Tetris. It's very satisfying to to see a problem like that and to have to build up like three or four lines to fix the mistake and then you yep. start then you start unwinding everything and fixing it. It's very satisfying. Yep. That's my favorite uh, part of the game. I will definitely give it a ten out of ten. And um, getting to the um, the end screen uh, on the Nintendo, um, I think you ha- was this, this fucking guy over here <laughs> talking about getting to the end screen, fucking guy. <laughs> what was that, Mike? <laughs> you guys never got there. You get like uh, Nintendo characters pop up on like a little castle on the different ledges based on what you got. So Man, that's, you that's, saw this all right, on YouTube. All right, so, so, <laughs> all right. so we're talking the Tetris NES cartridge. So there's game yeah. A and game B. Game A was just normal, no, just just th- blocks falling, right? Game B is where it starts you with like a random assortment of things mm-hmm. on screen, right? And it was like level nine or something like that. Yeah. So pretty fast. So game B was what we played in the household at my growing up because my mom's yeah. like this first one's too easy this is the one that's challenging yeah so, because it would take too long on game A like the first eight levels are basically just pointless because nobody's like once yeah. you played it nobody's bad enough to actually die on those so it's just twenty minutes of wasted time but yeah that was uh, that was my mom's thing was like we don't play this we play B so we always played B and I forget <laughs> the setup but uh, yeah that's why. Uh, I guess I've never seen. Well, you can get to it. I think from there, you just. I think you have to get thirty thousand points, or maybe it's fifty thousand points or higher, and then you get to the end screen, and you get some like fireworks, or you get some Nintendo characters showing up on different levels of the castle. But, hmm. but getting to that point was like a major accomplishment um, at first, and then later on, it just it was normal. But anyway, one of the highlights of my gaming career was was getting there because as a kid, it felt impossible. But definitely love the game. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I never got to an end screen. Yeah, I never knew uh, that one existed. I actually didn't own Tetris for NES. I only had it on Game Boy. Uh, my cousins had it on NES, and that's the only time I ever played it was over at their house. So it was not my go-to. I mean, the Game Boy one definitely was. But when I was at their house, they had, like, Jaws and stuff. I was playing that. Well, I'm going to find Beer, a screenshot for you. Basketball. Playing some Bill Beer's basketball? Come on. Come on. Not playing Tetris. Anyway, right. that was Tetris. This isn't Tetris. What? You guys never saw that? No. Yeah, no. That's. I never got that many characters on the screen, but I've been to that screen a few times. Well, damn. I did not know there was an end to Tetris. I thought it just kept going and kept getting faster. So there you go. I learned yeah. something new about Tetris today. <laughs> Same for me. <laughs> I didn't know we had the screen at all. <laughs> and uh, the story of Tetris is so cool that they made a what? What do you? What do you? What would you call this movie? Uh, extreme dramatization. A biographical thriller, <laughs> I believe, is what it, I read it. The description as. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, biographical thriller and. Uh, it's also called Tetris, but we'll get to that right after this break. Will you break me off a piece of that Kit Kat gold bar? And we're back. We're going to talk about the biographical thriller Tetris film. Uh, yeah, that's what it says right here. 2023. 
directed by John S. Baird, written by Noah Pink, distributed by Apple TV. Uh, so it was rich guy stuff. We all went to Mike's to watch it. Let's see. Starring Taryn Egerton, Nikita Efremov, Sophia Lebedev- Lebedeva, Anthony Boyle, Toby Jones. What'd you guys think? Cartel. This is great. Uh, I caught this uh, this morning <laughs> and uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, Mike. I, uh, I thought it was pretty I, good. I, I, really? You uh, yeah. seemed like you weren't going to be into it. You were hating on it through the reviews before you watched it. It, it was okay. I, it wasn't, I would not say great, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It is not at all the story of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was a little bit curious just how true to life it was, because it was uh, very interesting and mildly unbelievable in the movie. Uh, but I also know that there was quite a bit of controversy and drama around it in real life, too, so I wasn't quite sure how, how it lined up. Basically... I mean, it is the story of Tetris. With dramatic effect, right? Yeah, with everything heightened up to 11. Like, all three parties were there, all there at once. We'll get, we'll get into it. <laughs> that That is a thing. But yeah, no, uh, I watched it again for the second time this morning, just to refresh, because I watched it a while ago. And uh, I was I enjoyed it the second watch through as well. Um, I am a sucker for that uh, pixelation swipes and whatnot. See, I thought those were pretty good. Uh, most of the time, I hate them in movies. Um, I thought they didn't detract from the movie at all until the car chase scene. And then. Oh, uh, see, I had the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, uh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> well, then it just got a little bit silly. And it it's like, I don't know how you want me to feel about this movie because it, it was supposed to be serious and mildly thriller type or kind of like the social network. But then you throw that in, and I feel like it's um, that video game movie with Ryan Reynolds. Um, I, I don't know. Free, free guy? Yes. Like, I, I don't know what you expect me to think when you start throwing that into serious parts of the movie. So, um, I don't know. It just bounces back and forth and from serious to not serious. Right. I don't like so it. So, it is, it is my belief, and I could be completely wrong. I don't know. This, this is it's, it's just what I saw in the movie is that none of the movie is supposed to be serious. Like They were like, here's the story of Tetris, but it's going to be like a crazy 80s spy sh- movie. Yes. Because, I, uh, yeah. fuck it, we want it, we want it to be. <laughs> Which yes. could have been like my bad take on it, because one of my other notes was that the, the Russians were just ridiculously cliche, veering into... Big Lebowski nihilist territory. It was, uh, it was such like I have a note here about uh, like this is what people in the eighties thought Russia was like. When really there are people in Russia who are very happy, living very happy lives. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, uh, Alexei Pajitnov being one of them. In many interviews, has said that he was completely happy. And doesn't need shit tons of money. He just wanted to get his art out and have, you know, all that jazz. But it shows, it, it, it's definitely the 80s Red Scare version of Russia. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I had it written down in uh, my notes that uh, one of the scenes they shot of, like, a street, there was a dude in the shot with one arm up on a wall, just, like, putting himself in timeout, like, that, that I'm homeless and... My life is distraught. Pose on the side of the street, <laughs> and it was it was just so cliched. Like 
this is the bad part of town when you see the guy <laughs> in despair up on the wall. Because, you yeah. know, people do that. People just stare at walls, put themselves on timeout because their life has gone so badly. But yeah, they definitely cheesed that up a lot. I also thought there was a lot of back and forth between the two countries, which got a little repetitive and tiresome, uh, which maybe even happened in real life, but maybe you skip over a few of those or just... (laughs) You weren't on the flight with them, come on. Just tell me the outcome of it. But I mean, if we got to go back and forth five times, and that's going to be the whole movie, you got to mix it up a little bit. Give me some more parts of the story. This is, this is a weird take that I was not prepared for. Um, uh, it was repetitive. It oh. was repetitive. Oh, like, but let, let me I, take 20 minutes of the movie and copy-paste it five times, and there you go. Script written. I feel like you're being a whole, little harsh there. but uh, I, I, I feel like you're you're trying to compare it to a David Fincher, uh, uh, who, who was the writer, Darren Sorkin uh, studio project. Compared to a low budget Apple, like straight to DVD video type thing, <laughs> and the car chase uh, artwork uh, that was to s- obviously to save money <laughs> because those things are expensive to film. And uh, I, I can I can I can get that. You know what I mean? Like everything that you're trying to compare it to, like an Oscar worthy movie, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. My, uh, uh, I forgot my, my point about the, uh, car chase, watching that car chase and every time the car hit something it pixelated and then went back, I instantly was like, this is how all car chases should be done for the rest of time in every movie. <laughs> I loved the, <laughs> the little 8-bit nod. <laughs> I think every movie should have them. Uh, 8-bit swipes. That's how we're transitioning scenes from now on the rest of time. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> they did make. Uh, I, I looked it up because I was curious because uh, I've never been to Russia, but I've been to like Eastern Europe and former Russia, former USSR countries, uh, and like there's definitely like a uh, what do you call it? Small architecture vibe to it. Architecture style, and uh, I was curious if they had filmed in Russia because I was like, there's no way they did, and no, they didn't. They just dressed up uh, Scotland, so. Yeah, that's probably why there's no uh, shots of the Kremlin, you know. Yeah, they were also, I think, leaning towards the non-capitalist, like, what a building looks like when no one's advertising on it and no one is trying to be like, look how beautiful my building is, that way I get the next job. Kind of, I don't know what I'm going for. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Alexei Pajitnov talks about the drabness of not having Coca-Cola signs everywhere and all that yeah. uh, in From Russia with Love. Uh, I'll have to watch that. Also, uh, is there a book out for this? Is there a book? I don't know. I thought, because I, I, I thought, all right, here's what I, I thought this was a, based off an article, uh, but if it, it might've just been based off the documentary, but uh, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a gonna research it now. Well, not right now, but we're done. Taryn Egerton plays, Hank, who is an Indonesian man. Uh, but I'm assuming he was like, from what I understand, he was hand in hand with the project. So I'm assuming that he was okay with being portrayed by a white dude. Otherwise, I don't know how that flies in this day and age. I mean, and they touch on it like just barely in the movie. He's like, yeah, with, with some Indonesian uh, descent. But yeah, Taron Egerton's just a white dude. 
But yeah, so they I, I feel like the movie was definitely supposed to be an eighties like gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I, that's that's how I feel like they, they were doing it. Cause the reality is it was crazy times. Uh Alexei Pajetnov uh did say that he felt uneasy during the entire time once people started being interested in his game, but it wasn't like KGB car chases. Scary. And it was definitely just a bunch of litigation court cases and <laughs> and very slow moving, I thought. Yeah. Like, took place over at least five years, maybe a decade. One another funny thing that's in uh from Russia with Love, the Tetris documentary, um, is just how much uh Nintendo USA was in the race. They were in the race to get Tetris because Tetris was a great game. But a lot of their motivation was screwing over Atari. <laughs> and they, they say it over and they're like, yeah, so we got a good deal, but we also fucking stuck it to those guys at Atari. <laughs> and it was it was funny to see that kind of uh, animosity in the between ga- the old gaming giants, you know what I mean? Yeah. Crush your enemies and see them driven before you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I didn't even realize... Uh, the whole time I'm, I'm learning all this shows how little I know about. I, I just know play game, uh, but about the the world of games, I'm clueless. Uh, the black NES cartridges were Atari. Tension. Yeah. Yeah. Tension. The tension. I thought I thought Nintendo was the only company that was allowed to make Nintendo games. <laughs> My entire life, I thought those were just cool, just different ones. No, uh, the Tension uh, carts were uh, the, what is it, the reverse-engineered chip carts that they sold so they didn't have to pay the Nintendo licensee fee. Yeah. You didn't know that? I did not. Oh. I did not. I that's, thought the only that's, that's, unofficial I find uh, that odd that Nintendo you didn't know games that. were those religious ones. I honestly didn't. I honestly had no idea, but I was a kid. I didn't care. Uh, yeah, I even like went out recently, not recently, but probably 15 years ago and scooped up a bunch of Tengen games from my uh, resale shop that was around for me. Uh, uh, I have them somewhere in a box now. <laughs> I might even have Tetris. I don't think so, but I know I have Gauntlet. I know I that's a say, Gauntlet. Gauntlet's like the best one. Yeah. I know I have Gauntlet. I don't actually know any other ones. I'm trying to look up my favorite, but it's not Super Sprint. Super Sprint was a damn good racing game. Super Sprint sounds familiar. I've probably made you play it like within the past fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shinobi was a ten-gen game. Shinobi NES. Yeah, I don't remember that. That must have been an arcade port, then, right? I don't know. Then I don't know. See, Marble Madness wasn't. I'm on a run. I don't know what site I'm on. <laughs> RBI Live Baseball team. was. No way. Tubin? Tubin? <laughs> and Afterburner? Paperboy C? No, this is wrong. What, what I don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Afterburner and RBI, I don't feel like we're gen. Maybe they struck a deal at some point. But I know originally they were... Uh... I mean, I'm seeing real images of it, so it must be right. But yeah, I don't remember them being on those cartridges when I played them. Afterburner, Alien Syndrome? Yeah, Tubin, it says? Hmm. 
Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which I was us, actually going to suggest for us soon. <laughs> led us down a rabbit hole here, Cartel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I thought you guys knew this. <laughs> no, man. I, the only the only ones I thought was the was that weird religious one, the blue. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Bible Adventures, good old Bible Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Fivel Adventures. <laughs> Bible's less sad. <laughs> All right, so I do got I do have another question for you guys. Uh, so you guys have never left the country and gone through customs, have you? I have. Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, you guys have. You've you've been interviewed by a foreign country's custom agent and all that. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid. I did but... it as an adult. Not so as a kid. yeah, one time on tour, uh, we got paid in counterfeit money. <laughs> And I tried oh. to exchange some money at the border. <laughs> and some customs agents came over and detained me for a little bit. And I had explained to them why I had all this money and counterfeit money. And oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Being in a former Soviet uh, state and not speaking the language and looking like I did, like a rock and roll biker, was not fun. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, can imagine. My experience was nothing like that. I uh, no counterfeit money uh, on me. Not gonna lie, I thought I was uh, gonna be stuck there for a while. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, luckily they believed me. I know when I went out, I went to Acapulco, and uh, my parents had been separated, so they did. They stopped us from getting on the plane until we had a written and notarized letter from my dad saying that we were allowed to go leave the country. For our vacation. So yeah, I think we did get detained for a little while, but I was probably on a Game Boy and didn't know Playing some Tetris. <laughs> probably playing Tetris. <laughs> cue, cue the uh, Kirby Enthusiasm music. We just wrapped it up here. So another uh, thing about the movie here uh, that I learned is uh, there actually was a KGB uh, interpreter, but Hank knew that she was KGB the entire time. Apparently, every interpreter at that time was KGB. Um, oh, oh, I believe that for sure. <laughs> I believe, yeah. If you speak a foreign language, you're you're they they recruit you to KGB. Uh, one shot that I really liked that's in my notes that uh, I wanted to bring up when he's saying that uh, now is a chance for you to prove that Russia's not at all about military might or whatever, and the dude starts laughing at him. And then it shows the KGB agent listening in, start laughing mm-hmm. at him. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a really good touch. Let's see, what else did I learn about Tetris in this little jaunt? Hank had nothing to do with programming Tetris at all, and had nothing to do with programming Tetris to work on the Game Boy. That was already, it, that was already set up when he was invited there. I guess they needed to make Hank more part of it. So the people didn't start questioning if he was actually trying to take advantage of uh, Alexi. No, they made him programmer bros. I mean, wait, wait. I mean, I think they were programmer bros, but Hank had did not help out with Tetris or anything. They they talked about games that they would want to make and stuff like that. Are you wait? Are you saying the movie's not real? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm. I'm pretty sure this was like a glimpse into the past, like a portal that I opened up on my computer screen. A right? crystal ball, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, 
the version of history that you lived is wrong and pointing out the differences. This is hot dog earth, people. We're not fucking around. Can I get no, one with nothing? Them? Can I get, you one get one with, nothing with Can I get one with hot dog spicy fingers? Mustard? I'll take you hot dog fingers. You guys don't know about hot dog earth? I I know it's from that one movie and I forget it. It's way better than flat earth. It's hot dog earth. Oh wait, this is the meme. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> so not Jamie Lee Curtis's fingers. No. Oh, did you finally watch that? Uh, I watched that months ago. I don't remember talking about it. It's a good movie. I liked it, yeah. How comically shitty was the Daddy Maxwell? <laughs> I mean... I hated his son. That is, ba- <laughs> that, is basically, that, that is basically what he looks like, too, so it's not even exaggerated. They were just evil. Like... <laughs> Nobody uh, uh, knew that. Nobody is, looked at that guy and was like, "This guy's evil." Yeah, and isn't his um, daughter the one that just got uh, oh, found yeah. guilty with uh, uh, Epstein? Yep, yep. It's a wonderful family. Yep, and yeah, yeah. Whoa! I, oh boy! I didn't know. I just put that together. Okay. Oh boy! That, yeah, it's those Maxwells. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, Yikes! Yeah, and I I'm, I want to look it up. What was the dad's name? Was Mister Maxwell? <laughs> well, there was Kevin and Oh, damn it! Okay, so his body was found. So he's not he's not off living somewhere happy. That's good to know. <laughs> now the movie just said uh, died under mysterious circumstances. Uh, yes, uh, he disappeared off the deck of his boat, <laughs> his yacht. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm. I think they found out that it was a heart attack and he fell in hmm. and his body was found a couple hours later. So he's not off on a private island have, being happy. He's uh, gone. So Just like so that, Epstein so killed himself. <laughs> he fell like communism. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. That was good, Cartel. I'm going to give you props. I don't know what else to say about... Tetris the movie. Um, I will say uh, I did enjoy it despite my criticisms, and I wish that they um, leaned into the original Tetris music harder. In one scene, they brought it back, um, but I wish that they had done that. Like any time that they were going to do the pixelated stuff, I feel like they should have been leaning into it harder, and then I would have liked it more. I needed more Tetris music. I was right. fine. Yeah. I, I was fine with the soundtrack. Actually, I, I enjoyed the uh, the remixes or, or what do you call it? The localized uh, versions. I cover need versions. a hero. The Russian. I need a hero. And, it's, and also Japanese, I believe, as well. No, I don't think the soundtrack was bad. I was just missing it. Was it a Japanese version of I Need a Hero in the beginning, the first one? Because they did it twice. Ah, uh, okay. But I mean, I, yeah, because they copied it. According to Mike, they copied and pasted. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> act one, act one, act three. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed. I like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll double up on that. I, I enjoyed the sound check, uh, uh, but and I also thought it was uh, hilarious when they did the final countdown uh, <laughs> because that's uh, what Europe, right? And I believe they're Finnish, <laughs> so they would have probably uh, that's that's that was communist, right? I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every movie made from this point on needs to 
conform to the Tetris block swipe. Uh, so, yeah. Greatest movie of all time. It started a revolution. We're going we're gonna to go back and re-edit Citizen Kane, everyone. That's going to be <laughs> our... That's, that's, yeah, so that's I won't be, be a part of this. I'm, I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say five stars. I'm leaning in. Five stars. I'm going to give it four blocks. Oh, shit. I guess four that lines would be better. That means Damn. I don't have to edit you in. Oh, you could have tetris it, you dummy. I, I, I should have said four <laughs> lines, because that would have been... That would have been also a uh, cocaine reference. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, boy. <laughs> so, Cartel, four lines. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Four lines, Four please. lines. One, uh... One sentence review. Cleared it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, that's great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Michael? I'm going to give it three out of five stars. Enjoyable. Not high cinema, but it was fun. Enjoyable. Not high cinema. The shit I got to write. <laughs> that comes out of your demand. All right. <laughs> not couple high. lines short of Hold a on, what was it? Enjoyable, <laughs> not high cinema, what? But it was all right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I oh, but I enjoyed no, no, I said, but I But enjoyed I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. All right. Open parenthesis. Couple lines short of a Tetris. Right, I'll give it to you. I think that's close parenthesis. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! And that was Tetris, the completely one hundred percent accurate biography biopic. Biopic. Don't say that. Please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh no! You're not a fan of biopic? Oh no! so lost right. i don't i don't I'm, I'm, i don't know why i'm being hated on for biopic and what is that a, a, a short shorthand for i know for biography pike <laughs> it's biopic okay oh jesus um yeah, so that was Tetris. <laughs> uh, we are the Titans. I'm Johnny. I'm Cartel. I'm Mike. And we just wasted your time. We sure did. Follow us at the Titans on all social media. Join our Discord, the link to which can be found on all said social media. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Titans. And please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps connect us to more listeners like you. Well, not like you. Better, cooler listeners.